Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past seven days in the NBA. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. Welcome back, you guys. Whoa, All-Star Weekend's over. I know, I'm barely, like, recovering from it. I had a pretty good time watching it. I agree, Malv, I agree. Let's get right into it. Recap the All-Star game. You want to start with the actual game? Yeah, let's do the actual game. All right. Well, Team LeBron. Win. 163 to 160, they beat Team Durant. LeBron James, fadeaway game winner over Zach Levine, Joel Embiid, in his hometown. He said it himself. He couldn't have written it any better. But the main story of the night was none other than the all-star MVP, the recipient of the first Kobe Bryant MVP, Stephen Curry, 50 points, 16 (laughs) three-pointers. Insane. Oh, so my insane, gosh. Bro. He finally got that MVP he needed. <laughs> it was unanimous or what? Another yeah, one? this one was unanimous. Another I one. can't even do 16 threes oh. in 2K. Like, he's literally breaking the mold. He's one of the best shooters ever. He is. He you is. Know? Reggie Miller, he's, he's not afraid to admit it. He's like, yo, I was a good shooter. No, 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 no. This guy, he's setting the bar. And, yeah, definitely, I agree. No, and it was fun, too. Like, just seeing the difference, too. Like, dude. Somehow Curry just took over. Like, this was just his game, like, out of nowhere, you know. But at least King James finished it. That's what I was I was happy about, you know, with the game winner, just the 17-footer, and just be like, you know what, let's end this right here. In. Another crazy stat about that is both Stephen Curry and LeBron James were both born in the same hospital in Ohio. So I don't know what's going on over there, right? Cleveland? Something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Uh, Curry... Some of his shots were just like half court turning over. He's like, oh, I already know it's in. It's yeah. in. He did that so many times, but you have to love that shit. Like the showmanship. You have to. You really do. Even if you like hate him so much, it's like, you know what's going in too. We just want that like picture perfect like turnaround. Watching it on screen, I felt the crowd go crazy. Did you feel the same? Oh yeah, dude. I felt it. Like that they were just having fun and like the dope thing was like it started after they like, booed the shit out of him. So like I think that kind of helped him like you know, hyped him up too. You know, he's like, man, you guys are looking at me like I'm some fucking scrub. Like, let me just, just, just watch me fucking just throw some threes on you. Like, you want to know why they were booing him though? It just the whole beef, the history between yeah. Cleveland and Golden State. Um, but yeah, very, very impressive. I don't know if I mentioned this, but Team LeBron under this format, they are five and zero oh. undefeated. LeBron James undefeated. is undefeated. I guess he's a good lit GM. Um, another thing too is I wanted to mention Team Durant. They did fall a little short, but Joel Embiid would have been my all-star MVP had they won. Embiid, 36 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. John Morant. Killed it. He killed it. Yes, he did. He had crazy dunks, but he only had 6 points. I'm looking at the box score. That's why. Those two dunks, those sick alley-oops he got were just so fucking... He should have been in the goddamn slam dunk contest. We're going to talk about it later, but like that energy, like that effortlessness. like You saw the spin, the behind the back. It was just like... He's special. Damn, that's fucking nice, you know? And I'm going to give Zach Levine props, too. I'm sorry for I cut you off, but, like, he should have been in, too. He had a couple more dunks that were just like, what the fuck? These are in-game dunks, and these were better than what we saw the night before? We'll talk about Le- that later. Levine, we'll though, talk about it later. At least Levine I, yeah. has been in the dunk contest. True, though. true, so, true. 
And I have to give flowers though to somebody I was like hating on hardcore. Oh, you want to talk about him now? No, no, I no, not him. I, you, this is another one I'm he hating. You must not be named. I, I hate on so many people, but Rudy Gobert. He showed me. He showed me like, oh yeah, this will does know how to play. You know, like uh, like this this game was actually really really fun. You know, for it being an all star game and how like mostly like eighty percent is no defense. It was just fun. Very entertaining. I agree. I agree as well. That was the 75th anniversary of the All-Star Game. We still have so much more to talk about. We had the announcement of all the 75 greatest players. That was dope. We had the NBA draft. You mentioned that, right? The ultimate draft on TNT. That one was actually pretty fun. So if you guys have any time or didn't see it, it's like an hour long. But like, yeah, they were just picking from the 75 and then they put their teams against each other and see who won, like who created the better teams. Who won that? Um, I think I know for sure Jerry West was number two and he was like the only real GM. I think the Thursday night crew actually won. Yeah. The Thursday night crew got number one on that. It was really fun guys. You guys should definitely check that out. Like, you know, especially what I loved was hearing Jerry West's stories and like same with Dominique Wilkins, like that he was there, but you could tell old people. Cause like every time they brought a player and his name up, he's like, I got a great story for that person. You know that, you know, like they just go on an old person tangent. I love it. I love it. We had the Ruffles celebrity game. Miles Garrett was killing it out of nowhere. Like, he's just fucking throwing dunks. Um, I was watching the highlights, so, like, Jack Harlow fucking, like, surprised me. I didn't think he'd be able to ball, and he hit two of the four-pointers. Yeah, I saw that, yeah, too. Yeah, you know, so I was just like, okay, okay, this is fun. But, like, what we were talking about before this, like, I feel more celebrity, like, you know, more, like, above, like, B and A-listers I feel need to be on here. Because, like, no offense, you know who their MVP was? It was a Peloton workout, like, influencer. Hey, he killed it. But I'm just saying, this is a celebrity game. And, like, <laughs> you know, like. Those are celebrities now. Oh, I get you. I get, get you out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it was it was fun. Like I said, like, I just want a little bit, like, more, more recognized names. You know what I mean? Just to be like, oh, yeah, you know, get a little bit more into the fantasy of it. You know, like, making me want to watch this. Uh, but other than that, like, this one was cool. Saturday night. I had Obi Toppin winning the dunk contest, and he did win the dunk contest. Uh, I don't know if that was good on me or not. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, did you catch the dunk contest? Fuck no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I already caught one piece, and I'm glad the piece that I did turn on to was, like, honestly the only good part of the dunk contest. It was when uh, Cole Anthony put on his fucking Timberlands, and that was it. And then after when I saw his type of dunk, I was like, yeah, this is probably going to be the whole thing. And like, I was just like, I just kept flipping through it and, you know, just going back and forth. I was flipping between that and the MMA that was going on. <laughs> and I kept on looking at Twitter and everyone was just like, uh, garbage. Yes. So <laughs> I, horrible I, ever. I stuck, I stuck to him. MMA. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all. Hey, you can, I know hey, we're doing a basketball co- a podcast, but, but uh, I didn't want Hey, it. we're, we're fans too, bro. We're like, you guys, you guys are going to be bullshitting. If you tell us that you sat down. And watch every single thing this weekend. Even diehards, I know, skip a couple stuff here and there. We've been talking. You guys have been hearing us. But again, like, I'm going to ask Mowgli, what do you think the NBA should do? Should they just fucking cancel it? Or or whoever did the fucking skills challenge to revamp it? Because the skills, the skills challenge, challenge was, was good. We'll get to that, too. We'll get to that, too. But let's just go ahead and talk about the stuff that we didn't like. Uh, yes, the dunk contest does need some sort of reinvigoration. Uh, maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder. We pull it back a couple years. Uh, that's off the top of my head. But I know Stephen A. Smith had something. Uh, another podcast that I follow, No Dunks, they said that if this is your first time being an all-star, 
and you have to be in the slam dunk contest. Uh, Reggie Miller was nice. also like, please, John Morant, be in the dunk yeah, contest. Dude, you after see the that? game, yeah. well, him and Zach, I was like, why, why weren't you fools in the fucking dunk contest? Like, they were doing it effortlessly. And I, I heard the one you said about Stephen A. Smith. He wanted, like, all these, like, random people, like, just every regular day people who are just great dunkers to, like, have the NBA do a contest during the season and pick, like, the five best and then be represented by, like, an NBA player. But I'm like, that's cool, but not represented by them. They should go against NBA players. Like, come on, that would be fucking sick. And you know these guys all have an ego. It's supposed to be for fun, but you really think they're going to let a normal, everyday person just fucking beat them? I really like that idea. Stephen A., that's not a bad idea. And Malv, what you said there, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, the average Joes, I guess, versus the pros. Mm-hmm. In the dunk contest. Yeah, because, like, that's the only way I could see the dunk contest, like, being even more exciting is, like, it has to be a little bit more gimmicky, you know? But, like, not too gimmicky where we're just, like, yeah, we're completely over it. Or, like, just put it, like, like we said, too, just start it at the beginning. Don't make it the fucking, you know, mainstay of the whole weekend. Just fucking put it at the beginning. And, like, just put something else, like, the three-point contest or, fuck, even the skills challenge now is way better. Let's talk about the skills challenge next. Loved then. it. Loved wow. It. <laughs> we were both wrong there. Uh, we wrote off Cleveland. Evan Mobley, though, fight on with the game winner, the half-court shot. Not bad for Cleveland. Um, I really like, though, when they were doing the passing, what the, the rookies were doing. Yeah. They had a system, right? Uh, very impressive from the rookies. It shows a lot of creativity that they're thinking of. So, so very cool. Well, even just the setup of it, because like the passing is hardcore now. Like back then, it was just like a stationary like hole with the hoop that you just throw it in, and that would be it. But this time, like they had moving targets, and like the moving targets were worth points. You know, so like you could see, and then they had that rule, like you couldn't pass or something from like the same spot or some shit like that. And like you saw it from them, like okay, you got to go here, you got to go now, because like to be honest, the Cavs killed it at that. Like I was surprised, like they were just like. Throughout all the different ones, because they had a shooting portion. They had a, what are the portion that they had? The shooting, the passing, the team relay, which I thought it was dope. And I even like the the new kicker now to end it with the half court shot. Yeah. Like, that was dope. Like, see, something like this, like, it just kept you excited. Like, yeah, the fucking brothers, they won, like, a, I think they won the shooting portion of it, right? And then you're like, okay, maybe they'll win the pat. Nah, they didn't do the passing, you know? And it's just like, the team relay, like, who's better at that? Like, they all sucked at it. Everybody was messing that up. And then the half-court shot, that one was fucking dope. Because, uh, let me see, I got it in my notes here. Cunningham made it in. Kate Cunningham, yes. With 9.9 seconds to set the bar. But then your boy, Mobley, comes down and he knocks it with 5.5 seconds. And that, that was just like, what the fuck? Because we all know how hard it is to fucking throw it. And just, boom. Not only that, he's a big dude as well. He's a power forward. So, congrats on Mobley. Fight on, yo. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, now let's get to the final All-Star Saturday night thing we want to talk about. The three-point contest. Nah, nah, we're skipping this. <laughs> Mal, what happened? We're going to talk about this. Carl Anthony Towns. No. He wins. He sets the new high score with 29 points. It was previously 28 by Devin Booker. We were both wrong on this one. I had Zach Levine. Who did you have? No, I th- I think I had Zach Levine as well. I thought you had Cat. I-, I swear to God. No, I didn't say Cat. I said Levine. I swear you said a, a betting man who would pick Cat. I swear you said that. Wow. I wish I'd- I wish oh, I could no, I think I said Trey Young, but he fucking he failed too. That's what it was. Yeah. And Patty Mills failed. Everybody just failed except Cat. The-, the the basketball gods hate me. <laughs> they just fucking hate me. Good but- on him though. Kevin mm-hmm. Love is the only other power forward center. 
to take home. Well, technically, isn't he like the official center, like the only center now to have actually won Cat? the three? Yeah. I think I want to say he's technically he I guess, is a yeah, center. you're right. He's too big to be a power forward. Yeah, you know? yeah. Congrats on him. Uh, very impressive, though. One thing I did like is how the NBA gave him a, a special permission to wear, you know, because his mom passed during COVID. So he brought, like, the old school necklace, the gold necklace with their name on it. And, like, no lie, because I remember all the photos of Michael – like, even baseball players still have it. Like, I think that shit is just dope. Like, I, when I play, I wish, like, I had, like, a little, like, gold chain, you know? Yeah, that, that is sick. sick. You know, that shit's just fucking hard, you know? I wish the NBA would just allow that. Just just allow the little, like, you know, the little nice little fucking gold rope and just... Right. just it's the little details that add more to it. Yeah, <laughs> Mal. The The pizzazz. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, that was all of the all-star news that we had to cover. We, we do have NBA news, and I think the main thing I want to talk to you about is Goran Dragic. Is that how I say it? To me, it sounds right. You know I'm the one who pronounces all the names wrong. He is now a Brooklyn <laughs> Net. Malv, what are your thoughts on this? Damn. The Nets just be getting everything, huh? It's an arms race, man. It's it, an arms race. I think it's good for them. Hopefully it shows up during the playoffs. But again, like the Nets need a lot just like our team does, bro. They're on the bottom. They're on the bottom looking in, so... What do you think? I know you like this one. I definitely think he will not hurt any team. Um, he has a lot to prove. He will definitely strengthen their bench. Great sixth man. Who did went, you want to see him with, though? Lakers, did obviously. You want, no, yes. well, I thought he was. Wasn't he also tied to the Spurs as well? I think so. I think so as well. Um, but Is this good for him, though? How late of his. Well, he, he definitely has something to prove because remember, uh, he was in Miami, the finals bro. with Miami and he got injured. What was it? A plantar fascia or something like that? And that then, shit hurts. Yeah. So definitely this feels like this is his redemption kind of arc. Uh, we'll, we'll see whether or not it comes through. The Nets better call come through for him, you know. Also, one more thing I forgot to mention when talking about the All-Stars. We had James Harden unable to play. Donovan Mitchell was also unable to play. And Kevin Durant, who was the captain of Team Durant, was not there. I think his grandmother passed. Yeah. So, yes. Get better, all of you. Yeah, so I do like Goran. Um... I don't think he's going to solve their defensive issues. We'll see what happens. Okay, moving on to the next order of business. J.J. Redick. Oh, I love this. <laughs> former teammate of Zion Williamson has called Zion a disconnected teammate for not reaching out to newly acquired guard C.J. McCollum. You're giving that. So he, he, was, he was going at him, guys. Like, you guys got to check this out on ESPN. Redick, I, I give him props, bro. He, he was angry. He was fucking angry. He was telling the truth, though. What have you been saying about Zion this whole fucking season, even past two seasons? Like, what are you doing to better yourself and the team? Because from everybody else's perspective, it shows that you're not doing a lot, you know? And Reddick knows because he was in, and he even said it. He's like, I, I'm going to talk because I was in the fucking the locker, locker room. room with them. I was telling him shit. He was saying, like, I was telling him, like, hey, you need to, like, work on this. You know, you got to watch out like this, you know, because... That is a disrespect. Even us, like, not knowing, like, us, we don't even play in the fucking NBA. We know, like, when people get traded, they always hit up the message of the new town they're going to, to who's the big guy there, like, oh, what's up, dude, or vice versa. Usually I always hear it's the star of the fucking town who's receiving the new player who texts the new player, like, hey, what's up, you know, and, like, Zion, you're the fucking poster child of the fucking Pelicans if you like it or not, you know? Yes, I totally agree, Malv. He called him out. His leadership skills, you know, he's not available on the court, but you can still be a leader. You can still have a vocal presence and, you know, have have that kind of camaraderie. And um, it's a learning experience for him. 
I do think that uh, there is potential, though, between like the trifecta, Ingram, McCollum, and Williamson, if they can all stay healthy. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, JJ, tell it like it is, yo. No, and no, I wish he does, man. The old man is coming through. Like, I feel like you need more of that in the media, you know, What's especially from these players. The old man in the three, right? Yeah. But especially with, like, these older players who played with some of these fools, you know? Like, I want to hear more stories like this, you know? Because that's why I like hearing Kendrick Perkins, even though he's always, like, KG this and KJ. Like, yeah, that's dope still, you know? Like, just to hear behind-the-scenes stories and shit. What do you think of Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen? <laughs> we didn't even talk. Yeah, we totally missed that. Like, dude, the shade, the fucking Was there hate. shade? You're fucking stupid. Because there was a picture. There was yeah, a picture of all of them. Even in the video, if you watch I the video. I saw the video. Yeah. Okay. He puts his, KG puts his head up like when Ray Allen, like, like I don't want to see him. Like, just. Hey, man, forget that fool. <laughs> right? KG's straight, way. Straight up, dude. And, like, I, I, I feel bad a little bit for Paul Pierce. Because he was kind of there. Because you know he's cool with everybody. He's cool with Ray Allen. Like, I kind of saw on his face, like, saying, like. You know, Are we going to squash this? We're not. But no. KG's like, nah, we ain't going to squash nothing. Oh, yeah. KG's holding that shit. Like, I guess, like, Paul Pierce is a trooper staying next to him because, like, you know he wants to talk to Ray Allen, but he's like, nah, I'm KG, you know, but, man, what can I do? But it's like the hate is real, fool. The hate is fucking real. You, I, but I respect that. If you hate somebody, yes, yes. The hate emotions, them the whole time. The emotions were high, though. You got to think about those battles between Boston and Miami, yo. It's like, yo, man, we're in this together. And then, you know, Ray Allen goes and does that. And then he wins another championship. That was a crazy shot, though, against the Spurs. And that's, yeah, that and, was, that and was yeah. their savior. He I'm, was a savior. He was their Jesus. He was their <laughs> Shuttlesworth, Jesus. right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember Miami did that? The celebrity. Oh, the, the Shuttlesworth. Yeah. yeah, that shit was dope. They yeah. got to bring those shits back. Those that shits are sick. sick. But, yeah, I love it. I love the hate. Keep on, keep on hating. <laughs> Mal, we were talking about old dudes and their stories and all of that stuff. I got an old dude that I want to talk to you about right now. Former NBA player Jawan Howard. Oh, he is suspended for the rest of the season for getting into an altercation. I love it. With the Wisconsin uh, Badgers assistant head coach. Did you see that video? I loved it. He took a slap at him, bro. <laughs> after the after the game, Michigan loses the game to Wisconsin. I think they're division rivals as well too, right? Like Big Ten rivals. So, uh, yeah, emotions were also high there, bro. He is suspended for five games, which is uh, the rest of the season, and fined 40K. Thoughts on that? Honestly, I give him mad respect. Yeah, you know, I I feel like the suspension is a little bit too much. One game is fucking perfect, you know. Like at least it shows like the coach was in it. I don't, you know, I don't watch any college basketball, but this made me kind of want to watch it because I don't know who was on the Michigan team, one of the players, but it looked like he had his coach's back. I was like, yeah, man, respect to that kid too. You know, he was still in there. He's like, yo, I got you, coach, and hey. Never step to, like, a former athlete, you know? Like, you don't want to get them in your fucking bad graces. You don't know what the fuck they're going to do. That Fab Five, dude. Well, that's that. Let's do the injured list. <laughs> Welcome to the injured list, where we recap recent player injuries as well as players returning from injury. Malv, we talked about it a little bit last week, but we have more clarification now. Chris Paul is expected to be out six to eight weeks to recover from a broken thumb. Just when you think Phoenix is going to have it all figured out. That's a really big blow for them, and it comes at not the best time for them. Yeah, and they're, they're just, like, holding grace because they, they're they holding the number one seed. You know, so not that they can afford to lose, but they can afford to lose some and not look too bad. You know, tread water, yes? Tread water, yeah, tread water. They're going to stay in the top four for sure, you know. But, again, like you said, this with injuries all around the, the fucking league right now, like, this is definitely not the time to have him. And he is definitely a leader and a player on that team. 
that doesn't need an injury, you know? Hopefully, Monty Williams, Devin Booker, they have that all-star kind of confidence to carry Booker. them over. Yeah, Booker, yeah, he balled too. Yeah, he we ball didn't even too, talk yeah. about him. Dang, man, all-star game was sick. That's why all-star game is hard to talk to because all the good players are on the team. Yes. <laughs> Another injury, Anthony Davis. We thought it was going to be four. We thought it was going to be two weeks. It's actually four weeks for a midfoot sprain. It could have been a lot worse. We'll take it. Kendrick Nunn won't be available until at least March. And then let's go ahead and talk about players returning from injury. Shea Gilgis Alexander is expected to return after missing a month with a right ankle sprain uh, Thursday night. So good on him, and my fantasy team thanks him in advance. And a little bit of breaking news. It's not really injured list, but it's availability. Kemba Walker, according to Woj, will sit the rest of this season. Him and the Knicks agree that he will be sidelined for the rest of this season to prepare for 2022-2023. Damn, bro. The He's Knicks, a local dude, too. Knicks gave up, huh? Ugh. Look at what happened to Kemba. I feel so bad. He should have just stayed. He could have been great as a Laker. Yeah. Yeah, you need that shooting. Uh, another thing, too, speaking of New York, looks like the New York City mayor is looking to drop the vaccine mandate. No, don't do it. Which would clear Kyrie Irving to play home games. Uh, you know, in the coming weeks. So, you know. They not, want that. Yes. I mean, <laughs> they want I, that. I would want that too, though, just to see him. It, it, it's not fair because he did. I don't know if it's I mean, it's. It's it, not fair. He yeah. missed most of the fucking season, bro. It's not fair. But, like, it's good for basketball overall because, like, we get at least see them together. Now it's just him, though. But, yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the injured list for today. <clears throat> A little bit of Pacific Division news before we get into the Lakers. Jordan Poole. Warriors guard, he could get up to a four-year, $80 million contract uh, if he enters restricted free agency. That's the third Splash Brother, quote-unquote. We'll see what happens there. Not bad he showed up, so I guess you got to pay him. Let's get straight into the Lakers talk because there was a lot to digest. So much. So much, especially in Cleveland, hearing all of the cheers, LeBron, ah, the game winner, ah, all the young pieces, ah. A report came out last week that the tensions between Clutch Sports Group, which is like Rich Paul, LeBron, and Lakers GM Rob Palenka were at like a boiling point when Rob Palenka refused to trade Russell Westbrook for John Wall, kind of a swap like that. Mm. Also wanted to point out that John Wall is a Clutch client. So what do we think as Laker fans? I'm thinking about it in two ways. I'm thinking about it as LeBron and Clutch wanting the best for their client. But then I'm thinking about it as a Laker Mm. and as a GM, and that is not the right thing to do. Right. Yes. What are your thoughts on this? I'm with you. I'm right on you. How are you going to trade someone who hasn't even played still, still fucking, who's fucking injury prone with the same fucking horrible contract? At least you got a bull that can run. You just don't be running exactly where you want him to be running. He know? will, though. He will, though. He will. <laughs> I think 80's injury. We, we said it last <laughs> week. It, it, it's going to open the door for him. Well, uh, this is going to be the true test. Yes. You know, this is going to be the true test. Like, can he develop with him and LeBron and the rest of the team? You know, maybe it is too much trying to be like, hey, because they both need to be fed different ways, you know? So maybe him focusing on how to feed LeBron would, like, just amp his game and hopefully, like, the team mentality, but... It's a long stretch, but I feel that's better. At least you have a loaded weapon just in case. There's a conflict of interest for LeBron, for Rich Paul, and then for the Lakers. We want the Lakers to win a championship. They have the best shot doing that with Russell Westbrook. True. Yes, they do. Well, if John Wall was healthy, 
And if he was five, four or five years ago, John Wall, we would. It's a different story. But come on, he's been injured every fucking season. He just hasn't been able to even get like a good like run going until it ends. According to this report from the Athletic, it looks like LeBron has more power with the Lakers than Kobe ever did. So, wow, what do you make of this? I could see it. I kind of believe it because for me, like just from an outsider view, I see Kobe as being like, yo, you need to do your fucking job. I'm here to do my job and I'm doing my job. You know, where I feel like LeBron isn't that way, you know. LeBron's doing all the jobs. All the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. on the court yeah. and, then, and then like in the office. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's the GM. The GM, the coach too sometimes, you know, yes. he fucking killed David Blatt, you know, and calling stuff too. Like I know Kobe did that a couple of times with Phil Jackson, but I think Kobe was like, you're the coach for a reason. Figure it out. Figure it out. And then if it's like, I hate you, like Mike D'Antoni, it's like, I, we can't win in this system. Where I feel like that, that was more of his talk. He's like, this is just not the system I'm like in, you know, to win. And whereas like LeBron is like I don't know what it is. It's coaching, you know. There's you know, you know he he's and I can so it's that's very what passive it is. aggressive. Yeah, so I guess that's where you say he wields more power. You know, like I was seeing like what we were talking off air. It's like not that. It's just like people are more on their toes. You know, walking eggshells around him. You know, because they're like, what's his mood today? Like, is he actually happy with the decision he made? You know, like it was his decision. It's just my job to okay the decision. You know. And that's what this report is kind of saying. It's saying that uh, GM Rob Palinka, quote unquote, yielded to James uh, after the Russ trade and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. Check it out. It's on the Athletic. Another thing too, LeBron comes out and saying, "My last year is going to be playing with my son Bronny." Mad respect. Whenever that is, wherever that is, he was also buttering up the OKC GM, right? Sam Presti. Sam Presti. Twenty twenty three. Oh, twenty twenty four. Hey, he does have a great track record, though. <laughs> Um, well, LeBron was right on that shit, bro. You can't get yeah. mad. Like, okay, I'm going to be like what you just said. Think two different ways. All right. This is me as just a regular NBA fucking fan. I'm thinking this is dope. This is a nice story, man. This it's is going to be the story. first time ever a legit dad. One of the, the, greatest, the greatest, greatest player ever, ever playing with his son. son. It's like Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr., right? Just fucking amazing. How dope was that going to wow. be just for one season? how did I pull season? that off? I don't even know baseball. <laughs> how did I pull that off? You're IMDb, bro. Yeah, right. Uh, but no, like, come on. Just as a regular, like, fan, that'd be dope to see, you know? And, like, what if they do go far? Like, that's just going to be trippier. What if LeBron puts another random fucking record on ice right there? Just winning a championship with your son, the first father-son duo. Incredible. To play. That'd be fucking crazy. And that's how he gets his sixth ring? Whoa. And then just retires. Yeah. You retire. at Like, you got to go out, like, on a good retirement. Like, don't go out like Michael. <laughs> retire, retire. Stay out. So another thing, too, knowing that LeBron has come out and made these statements, you want to know what kind of the draft stock of Bronny is right now. And it's it's kind of early to tell. He still has a lot of... High school and, you know, that one-and-done rule. We'll see what happens there. But early projections are that Bron- Bronny is a second-round pick. So we'll see what happens there. The Lakers have a really good track record of drafting really good talent in the second round well, as well. That's where my, like, Lakers, I, like, viewpoint goes to. Like, I'm like, do they do that? Do you save? Because all of this is about getting LeBron. It's about that's, him staying say, because it, you know well, is he gonna leave? Things, Mal, yeah. is he gonna leave? This that's is this is four years, right? This is kind of his natural uh, time frame that his window. Yeah, as a Laker fan, I hated that he brought it up during this much turmoil. 
but because the end is really is coming near to him. You know, like we've seen him go through a lot of injuries these last three seasons compared to the last 14 seasons, you know. These last three seasons have been like more injuries ever than he's ever had. So I could see it in that eye, but as a Laker fan, you're like, hey, fool, come on. We're, we're going to draft him, and you're going to stay and finish the year off here, you know? And because it, it kind of gives you, and I've been hearing it a lot of the media, like, oh, is this LeBron saying he's quit? But I don't think it's that. It's just, like, definitely just telling you your plans, you know? Like, so the city doesn't get mad like Cleveland did the first time, you know, and just burn shit. It's just like, no, I have a way I want my career to go. Like many of us, like normal day people, Americans, we want we want to see our lives a certain way, but this guy's actually has the power and the fu- fucking momentum to move it the way he wants to. So you can't get mad at that. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> Shout out to Tupac. Very interesting time for a Lakers fan. Very interesting time for a basketball fan. We just gotta wait and see what happens, right? Hey, but he has to take he has to take fucking uh, what is it umbrage for like. Him being part of why this season didn't work. The Russell Westbrook, like we told you, the LA Times, the, the fucking dinner. Like you guys were all there together. You should stay with Westbrook and finish this project out and see how it goes. There's no option now, Malf. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. It's exciting to be a Laker fan, right? It is. Love the thrill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess probably the last thing before we go today. NBA games to watch. We had a little bit of a nice break. What are you looking forward to watching? It's going to be the Bulls and the Grizzlies on uh, Saturday, February 26th. That's going to be the energy right there. That's the one. I like that one as well. I'm also looking forward to the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. Nice, you got nice. you know Carl Anthony Towns riding that high, riding that momentum right there. John Morant, all those sick-ass dunks. So, you know, great way to welcome back after the All-Star break. Uh, and then also, February 25th, you got the Lakers-Clippers. Don't forget about that. You know, that has implications as well. Hopefully we go to that game. We need the win. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Anything else, Malv? Nah, man, this was great. This was this was a lot of fun, you know. Hopefully this, like, last 20-game stretch of the season is just fucking fire. I'm just waiting for that. And, you know? Everyone's going to be jockeying up their positions right <laughs> yeah. here. Mavericks-Warriors, Sunday, February 27th. Another game to look out for. Uh, yeah, basketball is going to get good, ladies and gentlemen. So, so buckle up and listen. Yeah, and thank you guys for joining us. And join us every week after that, all right? Yes, please. <laughs> Got to pay off these student loans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Last Week in Basketball. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogli at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And one more thing, follow us on social media at Mal underscore N underscore Mowgli. Mal, final thoughts. Man, I hope the Lakers get this <laughs> get this in order in these last two weeks. That's all I care for, basketball gods. I let you let Carl Anthony Towns win. Tell him, Mal. Tell him. <laughs> Come on, Lakers. See you later. <laughs>